Library Podcast. Thanks for joining us. We're coming to you straight out of the library with town news, community updates, book recommendations, and an interview with a local person of interest. My name is Bonnie, and I'm the director of the Dayland Memorial Library. And with me today, my complete staff, except for Maddie McPhee, because mm-hmm. she's leaving us Ooh, college mm-hmm. again. Again. So if you don't know... Maddie's our teenager, and today's her last Wednesday, Mm -hmm. and then she has just one more day on Saturday. So we're going to surprise her at 4.30-ish when she comes in um, with some presents and a little cupcake. And um, she doesn't know, right? (laughs) She just thinks she's coming to Mm -hmm. work, but uh, we're going to... Hope she comes. I hope she comes. (laughs) That's (laughs) a terrible day to call in sick, right? Um, But I think she'll be our interview. We have a couple of guests coming to the podcast today. We have invited two board members of the Mount Vernon Library Charitable Foundation to come talk about their summer fundraiser. It's more news than Mm -hmm. an interview. So um, we'll do do a little roundtable with the staff and then they'll pop in and then Maddie. So it's a full podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel a little sad today. It's a lot brighter in here because we cleared the decks of the summer reading program. And normally... sad? I don't think you're sad. (laughs) No, well, I'm not sad because I'm big on the one and done. I love... Yep, really overdoing it, but mm-hmm. then making it go away. So like a good birthday party, right? Right. Like you check out your whole house and you have the birthday party, but then magically it disappears mm-hmm. and it's back to your house. So it kind of feels a little bit like that. that we had a magical, magical summer, but now we're rolling into fall. So we got to move on to the next exciting thing. Always moving on. We're always moving on. I know. I mean, it would have been fun to keep the aquarium up. But mm-hmm. then well, it, it's here for a minute, a really? hot minute more. But I do like that aquarium. Yeah, and um, if you could see what we see, the beautiful trees that live in the library have been exposed again. Mm-hmm. And are they naked or nude? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're nude. Naked. Thank they're you, nude. Yes, um, they're well, a little I naked. I, think, I don't know. I was gonna say nude because nude. they're they're elegant. They're not. They're, they're not are, stark. They're right? so gorgeous, they're and either. you forget they're there when we cover mm-hmm. them up with mm-hmm. things like aquarium. But um, they are gonna turn into something fabulous coming soon. So if you come in the library and you see naked trees, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> they're not <laughs> naked. They're nude. They're nude. They're artistic. But um, let's do a quick recap of the summer because okay. I feel like it's super fresh for us. It literally just wrapped up on Friday. So do you mm-hmm. wanna? Let's my eye twitch again, you guys. Yeah, oh. your oh. your eye should be stopping I twitching. Be it's over. It's, it's over. over. Um, it was a great uh, summer reading program. I loved the theme. It was a good theme. Oceans of possibilities. It was very fun. And um, yeah, we had all things fish and ocean, and it was probably our best interior decorating so. adventure it was very it very it transformed the whole space so yeah. bravo so i i just packed up the whole um ocean and i've handed it off to mrs charlene brown teacher extraordinaire at the village school and she thinks that they might use it for their math carnival so Ooh. who knows what she'll do with that but i'm happy that it isn't just going to be toast because it was really good with the reef and the jellyfish and um, Melody is here, and she assisted in much of that um, construction. So thank you, Melody. Well, it will be curious to see what children recognize it in a different environment. Know, right? right. So we had a lot of fun. We did a lot of crafts, and the kids, um, we did a school of fish. That was my favorite thing. Earl, our own Earl Rich, who is our 
resident photographer and tinker of all things made us beautiful wooden fish templates many kinds over 60 and the kids right off the bat painted these wooden fish and they've been living outside it's a school of fish and so now they make the garden look so much better. I know. But the kids, so are, the kids are picking them so up, good. and they'll be taking them away. I noticed a few fish missing this yeah. morning. I'm like, hey, where's Rainbow Fish? Yeah. Rainbow Fish went away. And She's so been robbed. We have one thing left out front is our Kablooey, the um, whale submarine. And he still has some good life in him with um, a working periscope. I'm trying to figure out if anybody out there wants them, because here's the thing. After we take our... Um, installment, whatever it is, out front, inevitably, a week later, somebody starts calling, could I have that <laughs> rocket ship? Could I have that? Whatever we've had out there. And sometimes it's gone and they're, you know, dismantled. So I'm just putting or it out there. in the museum of... <laughs> in, our, in Joanne's barn. In our barn museum. The barn. My husband's rather, he's rather far, uh, fond of the whale. So we were just talking about it last night. And he said, I think I could find a place for it. But oh. please, someone help me. Maybe, maybe in the woods for Halloween. If you want to no. know. <laughs> if anybody wants a whale with a working periscope, come and get it. Yeah, you can he, have it. He's awesome, and um, we don't usually take it down until the first day of school. Right. The children are still enchanted by it, and yeah. people do miss it right when it's gone. Mm-hmm. So we'll see who yeah. cries this year for the whale. Right. <laughs> so it was, um, it was a great program. As usual, we have right about 200 kids sign up for the summer reading program. It doesn't matter uh, what activities we offer or what we do to get them in here. I think 200 the is... the magic number. Yeah. Is um, what we have mm-hmm. the kids in town that are interested to come? We read a lot of books. We did a lot of really beautiful artwork. Mm-hmm. Um, we watched some movies, bingo, stuffed animals sleepover, all of it. We had a lot of um, help from the community at large. I want to um, say a big thank you to. Let's see if I can remember everybody. Um, the Masons gave two bicycles away at the start of our yeah, program. Yeah, two bikes and helmets. Two bikes and helmets mm-hmm. for their Books for Bike program. They give away bikes all across the country. And the Masons have been doing that for three or four years with us. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's fun. That's really fun to give yeah. a, somebody a, a brand new bike. For the it's whole magical. summer, too. It's not a finale prize. It's right. like a Yeah, come get it up. and ride around, and, and that's pretty fun. And so that's the Masons. And... Um, Trombley Farms gave us a fantastic deal on their fabulous strawberry donuts for the stuffed animal sleepover, which is also good. And the friends of the library um, are so generous as always. They bought our grand prizes and who fa- won the grand prizes? Um, Griffin Young won the gold fit. No, it's not goldfish. The fish mm-hmm. tank with. Paul and Bernadette are two mm-hmm. Molly fish. I'm going to miss them. I'm going to miss them too. Mm-hmm. They're the uh, Griffin's on vacation, so he's going to be probably picking up the gold fi- the fish next week, and we'll be sad when they're gone. And Miss Meredith Rockefeller won the kayak. Perfect. And she came and picked that up yesterday. She's just, just the right, just the right size. Just yep. the right. She's size. got room to grow. They really wanted it too. Yeah. Everybody really wanted both prizes. So kudos yeah. to the friends of the library because hundreds of tickets mm-hmm. ended up in those raffle baskets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you get a raffle. We we do it like this. Not every kid is a great reader. Right. But um, 
but every time you come and participate in a program, um, they got to put a, a raffle ticket in. And I'm not really a, a participation award kind of person. That's, that's not what I mean. I don't mean everybody that participates gets to get something. It's more like you're showing up, you're showing commitment to yeah. reading and learning and I felt like it was our fun. high flyers. Mm-hmm. People who came in to do the estimation jar and mm-hmm. fill yes. out their reading logs and they're here for art. Like they were just here so much. More mm-hmm. tickets, more visits, yep. more tickets. And yep. um, those jars just kept filling, filling, filling. And they would say like, should I get the fish tank or the kayak? <laughs> yeah. I like to like pay attention. I know? do too. I Well, I like to have in two separate jars. Yeah, that's what um, So you could see. And definitely yes. there were more in the fish tank. True. There were more... Yes. There were tickets in the fish tank. So that those are the friends of the library provide those gifts. And they also um, feed my teenagers all summer long because I have a group of probably a good dozen teenagers that work really hard for me all summer long in a variety of arenas. And on Thursdays is our big day of craft day. And the friends pay for their lunch so that's like a little perk after they've worked hard all morning and it's so hot and sometimes some of the kids might be a little passionate about life and they just need a little break and we would go right over to the general store and have a fun hour together of eating and laughing and recharging and then back to work so thanks to the friends and to Dan at the general store for that and then um, let's see uh, the Calvetti Family Fund, this is the fourth year that they've gifted us money to go toward the summer reading program, and it's the fourth year that we've gone to the Wilton Town Hall Theater, Ta-da! and we um, watch a movie, a themed movie, and we watched The so Little Mermaid. I love it. And so many costumes. We had so mm-hmm. many costumes of Felt the, like Halloween a the Ocean Order, and so the Calvetti family fund we were able to go to the theater free popcorn and lemonade and we had door prizes of the ocean animals full 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 it did it might have been our highest attendance it was, it was pretty good, good. yeah because like it's hot so people right? yeah like we in new england we had a little bit of a heat wave yeah, and have. it was a little sweaty to be dressed in costumes and uh-huh. get yes. movies but they did it and no. amy's saying yes because she dressed as ursula <laughs> ursula so your costume, costume is so good and, and joanne was a heavy. magical jellyfish with many layers around her <laughs> <laughs> it was hotter making it than wearing it wearing it was super fun i wasn't hot but yeah. making it i was hot yeah so that was that. And then, oh, the um, Sophia G. Dalen oh, Trust. This was amazing. They are yeah. super generous and so very supportive generous. of everything. But usually silent. They're, they're, they're silent. They're silent, but they're very generous um, with all that I do. So I, I do say, I say that I feel very appreciated from them. And they wanted to give something special. They've done this before. And so they gave season passes to our top readers we have four categories of readers birth to independent first through third grade fourth through sixth grade and then teen readers and for those top four children one season passes for a family of four to the new england aquarium such a good uh, mm-hmm. thanks to the sophia g dalen trust so thank you you know what i love about it that we didn't make that announcement in the beginning of the summer because we didn't yeah, know. We didn't know. So there wasn't like this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna 
win and write mm-hmm. everything down, it kind of snuck in at the mm-hmm. end. It so did. if you had mm-hmm. been writing your books down as I know instructed. It. People don't like to write their books down. But they, this is a lesson learned. Write them down. You write them down. There might be something good. There could be a grand prize coming your way. Boy, I would have loved to win that. I love that aquarium. I love the aquarium. Love it. And they can go as many days mm-hmm. of the year as that place is open. So it's like 360 uh, two, I think, That's days amazing. of the year they're open, yeah. so you can just keep going. Back. I think you're just down in Boston. You're like, why don't you just go to the aquarium? Okay, well, my pass. Let's just, just stop in. in. Let's yeah. pop in for a That's hot right. minute. Amy's a big season pass person. Museums have, and yeah, things. Yeah, MFA. So. We have a pass. Mm-hmm. It's nice. Then you don't feel the pressure. MFA, membership of the Courier. Yeah. 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 Um, people always yeah. ask about the aquarium pass for the library, but it's a fortune, right? It is really right. a lot of money for a library. For a library, like you can't yes. use the library pass in the summer. Well, when can you use it? You yeah. know, like I right. think to myself, so it's better this we can't way. pay eight hundred dollars mm-hmm. and not be able to use it. Cause we're right. we're a bit of a travel down mm-hmm. there. Like it's a commitment to go. Right. So, right. Um, so for those people who always beg for the aquarium pass. It's well, probably never find be. one of our top readers and ask Make to be a guest. Right. So nice. <laughs> <laughs> be nice. So anyway, that was my summer reading, and I have just one more thing left, one and that is left. I'm working with Patty Garrity, which is the librarian okay. over at the Mount Vernon Village School, and so um, we are looking for the most readers, not you know, like little Susie read 50 books. No, we're looking for like the one grade that participated the most in reading. Do you think so it's fourth grade? Do you think it's third grade? Last year it was fourth grade. They were, mm. they were, they were the lucky winners for everything last year. So we'll just have to see. So Patty has a reading log. She wanted her students to read two books. And I, you know, wanted them to fill out, fill out their logs and it was either four books or six books or 12 books, whatever. So we will um, compile our list um, just before school starts to see what grade participated the most in reading. And then we will ask and see what they would like to do with us. That's super fun. Mm -hmm. Maybe they want to have a party or maybe they want to do a special craft or something. And um, Will they tape you to the ceiling? No, I thought about that. That is not the jello pool. If, if you if you are looking for something like that, I'm not that librarian. I'm a different sort of librarian. But no, we usually will have some kind of uh, craft and party is what we did last year. Excellent. That's so great. anyway, so that's my last. Well, thank day. you for all your effort. It's well, exhausting. Yeah. It feels like a crushing eight weeks, but mm-hmm. look, it's over already. It's so over. go on vacation. <laughs> Um, my program is coming to an end also. Mm-hmm. So we did a pilot program that was sponsored again by the Friends of the Library. Thank them. And we did eight weeks with the seniors and we're on our final week this Friday. We're going to celebrate the birthday of the library. Yay! Yay. Did Happy you know the library birthday. is 113 years old? I mean, I was you can aware. hardly tell. She barely has <laughs> yeah. wrinkles. I know it. She's yeah. well preserved. She's glorious. Um, but small. So Friday, we're going to have cake and ice cream in the backyard with the seniors and the library trustees will be here to talk about the past, present, and future of the library. So maybe I'll have this podcast out by then. I'm going to just do a oh, quick, quick entry. Nothing else to nothing do. Nothing else to do. Um, but that'll be fun to gather one more time mm-hmm. and get some feedback from the seniors to see if they liked it. Was it too much, too little? Or was it just right? And mm-hmm. I think friendships and people have reconnected at those events and our nice. um, 
our humanities program, the banjos, ballads, and bones. Uh, that was super interesting I and liked fun. That one. I like that too, mm-hmm. and I, it reminded me, oh, I should apply for more of those grants, um, get those humanities to go programs back here. But the next thing you know, it'll be freezing outside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll be inside again. Mm-hmm. But right. it was fun to have music under the tent as part of the senior summer program. So thank you to all the seniors who joined us, and stay tuned. Maybe we'll we'll continue senior programming. And we did make a decision. Uh, we got some memorial funds from Hazel Milligan, mm-hmm. and the trustees accepted those donations, and we have voted to turn it into a drop-in painting um, activity. So Wonderful. the funds from her, in her memory, will go towards painting materials. We had a senior painting day, and it was great fun, and we thought we should do this more often mm-hmm. if we just had money. And then we did have money because Hazel you know, was an artist and people memorialized her. So about $250 will go towards buying supplies because we need brushes and mm-hmm. paper and paint for that. Um, it's nice when someone come and does that program for us and brings us supplies. But uh, I think it'll be fun to, to just stop, fun. drop, and paint, right? The um, the people that came really loved it. Yeah. And um, I don't know if you know this, Bonnie, but um, I, I was just gifted some money just yesterday. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, you personally? Right. I'm lottery. No, Um, I'm going to be doing another program. I am here on Fridays Uh once a month. If, if you know, you think this is okay. Okay. Um, um, a crafternoon Friday crafternoon. Um, a parent child crafting session. It's such a fun idea. Because I am here on Friday school, and then you just come over here. So I was just talking to a mom that came in that has three kids, and I said, "I there's a lot to figure out." And I said, "Like for instance, would you like to come with all three of your children or one?" And she said, "Um, "Are you asking me if I want to enjoy myself?" And I said, (laughs) "Yes." And so she said, Mm. "One," and I'm like, "Oh, well, that would she get a babysitter?" I don't know. I don't know. Mm. So there's things to be worked out, Mm. but um. Well, that's exciting. I am excited. Because okay, so we are friends. kind of in the dreaming phase right. of fall and winter, and we do this. We're getting ready for a staff meeting where we sit down mm-hmm. and say, what does back to school look like? Mm-hmm. What does Halloween look like? What is, so people think we just make this up. No, all these dreams happen. Planners. In, yeah, we mm-hmm. plan in August Thinking what we're going to do. So like, I'm already thinking into that season, mm-hmm. and um, it, it could be full and fun. So if you have yeah. any ideas, we love that. Yeah. We love that. So. I do have one thing I wanted to say. We had these uh-huh. visitors come in. Do you remember, Amy, were you here when the people from Andy's Summer Playhouse oh, came in? Oh, yes, right. I just have to give them a shout-out. So we were here working, mm-hmm. and Shoshana and Jared yes. came in. Um, they're from Andy's Summer Playhouse, and I'm sure we've all heard about this place mm-hmm. out in Wilton. Mm-hmm. And they, during COVID, um, they had to go, like, virtual, and they decided that everything would be free. The camp is free. And that their numbers have skyrocketed, mm-hmm. that they're making more money than they ever did. And it's I said, when they children to, going to theater camp. Right. Yes. And okay. they like write their own plays and write their own songs for their own musicals. And then you, they, they do a performance. And it's a really fun place. I like mm-hmm. to go to these performances. My children never participated, they never really were into the theater. So I said to him, well, how, how much was it? Like, tell me how much it was, if you don't mind. And it was expensive. And so, like, the children were, like, having to pay $1,000 for every show. Per show. And they would do, show. Like, three shows in the summer. Like, for a five-year-old? 
any show, any oh child, goodness. and and then it was of course cost prohibitive, and so mm-hmm. when they just were able to take I say away that, like soccer doesn't cost. I know, much, right? <laughs> but what oh they, yeah, we had to pay. But they were too. they they took away all the fees, mm-hmm. and so now, if you have a little child that just loves the theater, mm-hmm. you you can, you don't have to say, oh Johnny, you can only do it once because right. we can't afford five thousand dollars, right. and what's which is. I'm like just a big, I, I feel very passionate about this, about how most things are pay to play. Most yeah. things are. And it really prohibited me as a child from doing things outside of my own backyard. Mm-hmm. And it did affect how we raised our own children, too. And in, you know, in a way, that's maybe why we're so creative. Because, and public servants. Because, you, right. because Children's boredom is a, an important um, creativity motivator. motivator. Mm-hmm. That's true. So that's okay. But um, I just... Our rule at our house is only boring people get bored. Are you <laughs> oh, boring? Oh, that's good. And then they're like, I'm not boring. And I'm like, oh, good. <laughs> okay, okay, I was good for you. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, <laughs> I was just... Um, it made me just feel so happy to know mm-hmm. that they have been able to go... Um, fee feeless for the children and so any creative child out there if you're listening Andy Summer Playhouse you are not going to be prohibited by money okay I so. also saw that they're doing a fundraiser mm-hmm. and they're doing a trivia night trivia night oh, yes they came in the reason why they came in uh-huh. is because they saw our um, thermometer out front and they were like ah oh, does anybody have like a postcard? Do you have a postcard of that? And I was all excited because I thought they were, you know, were looking to Dead donate money. Right? <laughs> but they were loving our beautiful graphics graph. by Jill Weber. And, and he knows Jill. And he knows Jill. So then we had all this conversation. Her husband's on the board. On the board. Right. Yeah, and her so and their well, children yes. or their child went there they years ago. So anyway, if you're ever looking for something to do, or your kids like the theater, so go to the Andy Summer Playhouse to see a show or yeah. put your children in there, and it's I, a wonderful I think thing. I'm definitely in on the trivia night because I can't I would imagine love to do that. we, we would not do a table. So a table is $800. It's $80 a person, which is a little up from the Skowhegan night. Uh-huh. But it's and is it at the Playhouse? I just saw the ad this morning. It is nice over there. Over at the yeah. Wilton. It's like the old Wil- Wilton. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't know yes. if it's called North Welch. I don't know what it's called. Oh, she's got it. It's at the, it's being held at the Keller's Yellow Barn, two doors down from Andy's. <gasps> and the date is soon. It's Saturday, September seventeenth. Oh, let's do it. Yeah. Um, I love when when we go to the to theater productions there, and I've only done it a few times. I love to like go there and park and then walk up and down that gorgeous road. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. those houses are. Mm. And I pretend that it's like yeah. from another era. Uh, well, so we pretty. owe Jill so much. She does well, let's so do it. much freelance yeah. art design work for us mm-hmm. that like I wouldn't miss it. So, yeah. um, so, and I want to put in a plug there. The last show of the season is called Out There, the musical, and it opens tomorrow, Thursday, August 11th. Oh, think about that. So, okay. Yeah happening fast summer you could go this weekend all right speaking of shows um the other news in town is the summer concert series oh yes uh can you believe it it didn't rain once on a wednesday night it's a miracle (sighs) blast mount vernon is blessed and it happens to be a wednesday night tonight Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. it looks like the clouds are lifting Mm -hmm. and we're gonna have a concert sounds good 
Um, I think we made a commitment in the beginning of the season to get to these concerts mm-hmm. and um, support the recreation support department. the recreation department and also the arts in town because mm-hmm. here's Absolutely. A, maybe a little known fact: the library wrote a grant back mm-hmm. in 2017. Do you remember that the summer reading program was a music theme? Yes, that was the library's, a, library's rock. Rock. The play her mm-hmm. piano inside, oh, and the it was a piano outside too. Five years ago, the wow. drum set okay. out back. It was noisy. Yeah. So it was noisy in the library. If that wasn't mm-hmm. enough, um, we wrote a grant to the New Hampshire. We, you wrote a grant. Okay, whatever. We, <laughs> we wrote a grant to the New Hampshire Charitable Foundation, yep. a Community Express grant. Because we, the town did not have a summer concert series. And people have wanted one for years. I wanted one. Yep. I was like, I don't know You manifested why. it. We've Good got job. this mm-hmm. perfect amphitheater, village green. I mean, we didn't have safe, we didn't have anything, but we were like. And it just sits empty. It just sits empty. Mm-hmm. So we were like, dreaming, dreaming. What would we need? How much would it, would it cost? So the grant was for $4,200. And we foolishly committed to, we're going to do eight concerts. Eight. I remember it was a lot. Ooh, yeah. we're eight going, was a lot. We mm-hmm. promised that we were going to collaborate with a different group every week. And we were going to make the It gazebo, was different genres. Different genres of music. Different like genres like children, of music. big bands. Yep. Swing. We had all oh, the... Because like when, when you write grants in oh, February, yeah, the, steel right, pans. The, yep. the dead of winter, you're just writing the grant. Yep. And then we're going to do this and this. And that was said, some work. They said, you win. Here's it. I was like, oh my God. Like we found out, I think in May that we mm-hmm. got the grant, and it was like, oh man, we got to book eight bands, and oh, we got to reach out to eight groups, and we got to have food there? Question mark. So yep. the firemen were our first mm-hmm. collaborator, and they did the hamburger hot dog. They love that, and they it's said, great, we'll yeah. do it every week, and we said, you will. So we and actually, remember best seat in the house. Yes. Oh, I missed yeah. that. So the gazebo. Oh. <laughs> has benches and we have this little gazebo on our village green and you keep that clean yeah that's my garden i have Mm -hmm. to tend to it and you can fit like four or five people in there in the little Mm -hmm. bench and dan was our sponsor Sponsor. and he would make a fabulous dinner and Mm -hmm. whoever got whatever you wanted he would make yeah so if you got best seat in the house which we copied from portsmouth oh right prescott park and so someone would be in there having lobster rolls while the rest of us were suffering (laughs) yeah yeah it was good it was super fun and then sometimes it would rain yeah and so we would move it over to the School. school and that was hard because it's not air conditioning. Steel drums sound different in, in a gymnasium. Yes. <laughs> it was hard to move it, but then we learned a lot. Like we did because bands don't take a rain check. They're like, if it rains, so yeah, and you want to pay them. They've traveled exactly. They so I kind of felt like, who cares if it rains? Pay them. Right, it's grandma. Support the arts. Don't so, cut the numbers down. Just if it rains, that's what you get. That's what you mm-hmm. get. Build it into your... So at the I end of the, the grant, the boss grants are so result-focused. Mm-hmm. You know, They were like, what? what's the goal? What's the value of this? Why should we give this to you? So we wrote the greatest gift to this community right from this grant would be that it would continue. You yep, know, And that there would always be music. Mm-hmm. So it, it really does make me happy to see... That I don't even know what year we're in now. Four, four years. We had to take a break during COVID, but mm-hmm. that on Wednesday night, it's now it's now normal. Like, oh yeah, Wednesday at six thirty, mm-hmm. you can just travel right, right down to the. But green. you had to do work for that. You had to you had to add that in the budget. Were we st- oh, we weren't still. Yes, we were. We were still the co-chairing of the right. Program. We worked it into the budget, and it went through because you know in the big picture. Four thousand dollars, right? Mm-hmm. Like you think it's a so lot. So you wrote until... it into the budget so that it, it has stay. to continue. It has so to continue. 
Bravo, Miss Bonnie, because mm-hmm. because um, I'm really glad you did that. It's it's a Me too. it's an asset to the town. I think so too, and I, I think to myself, you know, people talk about dog park, people talk about another playground in mm-hmm. town, and like the town isn't just gonna give you the money for that for Mm-mm. your good idea, but those grants, if they're out there, it gives mm-hmm. you a good trial That's run. True. Or right. if somebody else is paying 50-50 on something, then you're like, all right, 50-50 right. on a playground. That because was, there were a lot of questions like, well... Would people even come? Is it is it too close to the road? Is it this? Is, and and the answer is no, it's not too close no, to the great. road. Right. It's, so we're it's wonderful. To tonight. So that's wrapping up yeah. tonight. Good job to the rec department. And mm-hmm. thank goodness to the weather gods because it didn't rain. So it's yep. a miracle. Yep. All right, so we're moving on to Amy's book recommendations. Um, I did get the fall preview library journal, but I haven't cracked it yet, so I don't know what's coming up for fall. So I'm hoping you're either giving us a preview or you're finishing summer up strong. There's there's a a little of both. Um, So first I wanted to talk about a couple of newer books, recently published books. Uh, One is called Night Crawling by Layla Motley. I listened to this as an audio book on Overdrive, so the library doesn't own it yet (laughs) um it's it was very it's a debut novel the author was 19 when the book was published 19 19 she's a baby and it's it's (laughs) she it tells the story of a young black woman living in oakland california which is just across the bay from san francisco uh, just trying to make it just trying to get through life and it it you see her story unfold and it it has a little bit to do with um i don't want to say sexual abuse sexual exploitation maybe by Mm -hmm. police um Mm -hmm. and it's actually based in truth there really was a case that happened in the bay area it was a very large operation and this the author layla was living in the area at that time and had heard about it and then that was what inspired her to write this book so it's not we would you say inspired by true events it's not it's not like a fictionalization of what really happened it's just her idea of okay and it's it's very gritty it's kind of dark it's definitely not a beach read but it's very powerful and definitely worth reading she's keep a, you up at night read no not scary not okay. scary at all just um so and I, I would love to do more research about this actually the the title of the book so it's called night crawling mm-hmm. and you know um <clears throat> ladies of the night, <laughs> um, oh. sex, sex workers, if we, if we want to be specific. You know, people don't like to use the term prostitute anymore. They're mm-hmm. be referred to as sex workers. Um, sometimes would be referred to as night walking, that that's what they're doing. So I wondered if the n- night crawling, if she titled it that because the main character was a minor when oh. she first had to not walk turn to it. she was crying because mm. she was young so i don't know maybe i'm maybe i'm reading too much into it but it was really really good and i'm really glad that i put it on hold on overdrive and i just saw it actually at target yesterday and mm-hmm. it has a bright orange yes cover the cover is very striking very yes. striking so on my list yep. picking it yep. up all right and then the other book i just i blew through it this weekend and it was so good i loved it is ruth ware's new book the it girl Ooh. it's set at oxford so you've got that kind of like collegiate campus atmosphere and there's a murder someone's dead and it's Shocker. it's it's the all the characters while they're in college so that's the before and then it's the after 10 years later and the story of kind of what has happened and what's come up and 
she's, I've heard her, Ruth Ware, I've heard her referred to as this generation's Agatha Christie. And maybe I wouldn't go that far, but she's definitely really good at plotting books. And she gives you like, well, maybe it was this character that, that really did it. And oh, no, maybe it was this one. She, so she sets up all these possibilities. And then she just keeps ratcheting up the tension of, ooh, who is it really? And kind of narrowing the traces and it's winnowing and it's getting more exciting and suspenseful. And then bam! This is how it was done. You this took is it out who really first, did right? I did, Excellent. yes, because I wanted to read it. And it just it just went out the door. I put it in somebody's hand, I think yesterday, mm-hmm. when I when I brought it back. The It Girl. <clears throat> the It Girl, Ruth Ware. Um, so those are two really new ones. Uh, I also wanted to mention two other books that I've listened to recently on Overdrive. Well, I guess I should say Libby. I, I think everybody knows I'm the diehard Overdrive person. Yeah. I keep saying, you're going to have to pry it out of my cold, dead hands because I don't like Libby. I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry, New Hampshire State Library. I just don't like Maybe Libby. Maybe they should talk to you about why you don't like it because yeah. you're an expert. Mm. Maybe they would like to. Um, she, a- she could actually be a purchaser. Like, yeah. there's volunteers don't who tell her mm. man she could leave us we can't leave us <laughs> no they take people but I know on their it's it's volunteer positions yeah. and they are in charge yeah. of picking all the audio yeah, you books. really could Amy. yeah you I, I don't I mean people I think know people know about you when you're, you're a real guest you're an empty nester right and you're, uh-huh. you have Give nothing else years. to do we'll right. send you to Congress okay <laughs> alright so yes I love listening to books on <clears throat> we'll say Overdrive slash Libby because you can it's accessing the same Platform. collection yep. on both platforms so uh the first book is called iona iverson's rules for commuting and it's by claire pooley and it's just like this wonderful sweet charming feel-good book it reminded me a lot of frederick bachman's anxious people if anybody's read that it's that same sort of like as i said before charmingly flawed people who are thrown together in this particular circumstance and then you see them, you get to, you learn about them, you hear all their stories, and then you watch them as they all kind of help improve each other's lives. Um, so it's just really sweet, and I really liked that a lot. Um, and then the other book that I listened to recently that I loved was Unlikely Animals by Annie Hartnett. And she had a book that came out a few years ago called Rabbit Cake that I also really liked a lot. And so I was really excited when I heard she had a new book out, and I listened to it. This one is actually set in rural New Hampshire in a fictitious town, um, but part of it is based on um, something that really does exist. And um, some of the characters in the book are ghosts. Ooh, I like Um, it. So it's... it's, it's What's it called? Unlikely Animals. Okay. So the the kind of the quick premise is this... um, Yes, that's the cover. Yep, this young woman um, kind of had a almost like a failure to launch. I know Joanne, you and I have talked about that before <laughs> with certain people. Um, failure to launch, kind of. So uh-huh. she she's back at home with her parents. Have you talking about me? No, okay. no. <laughs> her, you know, young twenty-something, having a tough time back at home. Her father has some kind of incurable brain disease, mm-hmm. unspecific. Um, so he, she knows he's dying. They all know he's dying. Um, and part of his condition is that he hallucinates seeing animals. He thinks he sees, he's at a, a concert, like a music, he's in a band, and he thinks he sees rats, and he starts screaming, rats, there's rats everywhere, and he causes a stampede. And, oh, all the, and then the health department gets called. But there were no rats. He's just, because his brain is damaged, he's seeing mm-hmm. things. And so the, it's it's 
it's told from the perspective of all the characters that are living, but then it's also told from the perspective of all of the dead people in the graveyard in the town. Mm. And so when when you're you're you know it'll say you know Annie Smith born eighteen whatever died such and such as though that's part of her name. So then you know it's one of the the ghosts that are watching everyone that's that's speaking. So it's it's a good story, kind of a good family drama sort of. Okay. book. Uh, an older book that I also listened to recently that I really liked that I wanted to mention was Inland by Taya Oprah. I think that's how you pronounce her name. She wrote The Tiger's Wife. Mm-hmm. So this is her most recent book. It came out in 2019. It's set in the Arizona Territory in 1893. And it's one of these books where you're, you're sort of following two groups of main characters. There's kind of two separate stories. And you're thinking, how are these two stories related? Where is this going? And they're both really interesting and really compelling in their own ways. And then eventually, the kind of the, the whole mystery, the suspense of the novel is how these two storylines intersect. And when you find out what it is, it's, it's just like, wow. So I really liked that a lot. I've been putting off reading it because someone had mistakenly told me it was a Western. <laughs> And yeah, I've, I've talked about that before. The cover I don't doesn't look Western. No, I don't right. do Westerns and I don't do romances. Mm-hmm. It's not my thing. And I something finally, I just, I so had it in my wish romance, list. Yeah. No, definitely not. No, no bodice rippers with cowboys. Not my thing. Um, I finally just said, you know what? I'm just, I don't have anything else that's come off on my, my hold list. I'm just going to go for it. And I'm so glad I did. I really enjoyed it. Um, so that's books that I have read. So now things that I'm looking forward to. Um, August 30th apparently is a big publishing date, mm-hmm. or just maybe coincidentally things that I'm looking forward to. Um, so Taylor Jenkins Read, her latest book will be out on that day. It's called Carrie Soto is Back. And that's um, the kind of the little synopsis, the quick tagline. Uh, Legendary athlete attempts a comeback when the world considers her past her prime. And she's a tennis player. Mm -hmm. So a 37-year-old tennis player. um, She's watching this new... The Serena story. This new (laughs) wonderkin who's coming in and just obliterating all her records. And she's like, wait a minute. And so she wants to try to come back just for one more season to try to... What's the title? Regain her title. Carrie Soto is back. (laughs) And then also out that day is Other Birds by Sarah Addison Allen. And if you recognize her name, she wrote, well, among other things, Garden Spells and First Frost, which is the, it's a duology of the Waverly Sisters. And so this one, the kind of um, synopsis quickly, is an enchanting tale of lost souls, lonely strangers, secrets that shape us, and how the right flock can guide you home. Oh, So I think this, uh, her other books, I haven't read all of her books, but I did read Garden Spells and First Frost several years ago, and there's kind of like a magical-ish element, so I'm hoping there's more of the same in this. It's set in South Carolina. Those books are set in North Carolina, so she's definitely got a Southern thing. Uh, the other book that's coming out that day that I'm really looking forward to is Alice Feeney's book, Daisy Darker. Ooh. And she wrote Sometimes I Lie, Rock, Paper, Scissors, <laughs> His and Hers. I've read all those. I want to say maybe one or two other books, too. And they're, they're kind of that suspense thriller sort of thing. I've really enjoyed them all. And I've heard people comparing Daisy Darker to kind of a nod to Agatha Christie's And Then There Were None. So it's, it's a family gathering for Nana's 80th birthday party. Nana lives on this island 
that you can drive to it when the tide is low, but then when the tide comes up, it's isolated, and no one can get on or off the island. Mm. So it's Nana's party, and now all of a sudden, someone's dead. Don't 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 so, don't Daisy Darker. <laughs> Daisy Darker. So I, I the cover me. looks like the guest list. And yes, I thought that. I thought that same kind of vibe. So same kind. Um, I, and I love Agatha Christie's and then there were none. So um, oh, and as a side note, if you've if you've never read and then there were none by Agatha Christie, and you enjoy listening to audiobooks, you have to listen to the audiobook that's available on. Libby. <laughs> um, it's read by the guy that played Matthew Crawley on Downton Abbey. Oh, I can't think of his name because oh, I wasn't planning on talking about this, but it just popped up. Um, so it's 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 really good. He does he does a great job narrating that. So okay. Anyway, um, and then the last book that I wanted to mention doesn't come out until October. So October fourth, Celeste Ng's new book, Ooh. Our Missing Hearts. They just revealed the cover art for that recently. And she wrote Little Fires Everywhere and Everything uh-huh. I Never Told You. And so this one is a deeply suspenseful novel about the unbreakable love between a mother and child in a society consumed by fear. So I loved both of her other books. So, I mean, it's it's one of those things, like, once I heard she had a new book coming out, well, of course I'm going to read that. Right? Everyone so, will want that. Yep, I think so. Actually, it was funny. As I was... As it was finishing writing Not this note. Not the cover I hoped for. Let's see. Yeah, it's... Um, it has a feather. It's got a feather on it. But I, then the, the feather dissolves into little birds. So I don't know, okay. I don't know what the story is there, be how it's connected. Like that. You're right. um, there was a patron okay. that came in as I was finishing writing this note to myself. <laughs> and she was returning little fires everywhere. And oh. literally, as I'm writing these last little bits of this... She said, oh, I hear she has a new book coming out. And I said, yes, she does, indeed. So, yeah. Just ask the librarian. Yeah. That's right. What are you most looking forward to? Um, awesome. Thank you for the recommendations. Mm-hmm. I do put those in the show notes. So if you were yep. writing them all down, don't bother. Just go look in the show mm-hmm. notes. And have you had time to read anything? I finished <laughs> a book. What Yay. did you read? This summer. <laughs> Black Cake. Ooh, that's oh, that's a good one. It? It was good. I liked it. Mm-hmm. That was one of your recommendations. Mm-hmm. I, like I always like to read um, anything about the Caribbean because I spent mm-hmm. so much time there mm-hmm. in my youth. So it was. It was good. It was suspense, mm-hmm. suspenseful, and um, I. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed how everything came together. Mm-hmm. So yeah, read it, and it matches my dress. Not the one I'm wearing today, but I have one. <laughs> so you want to read it? Very important to coordinate if your If you want to read it while wearing a dress that matches the cover, <laughs> you can borrow it. And please Extra judge points. a book by the cover. <laughs> I, I, do. Do. I do. I always do. Me too. What about you? Um, I am not done yet, but the 1619 Project mm. is the Black Book of the Month that we're reading for book club. And I have to say, again, I'm so disappointed in my public education. Mm-hmm. Um right out of the gate you know you learn it's it starts with like the truth of slavery and Mm -hmm. how it started and colonization and it's just it's not the textbook you read as as children and it's so did we read anything i mean it's so whitewashed like Mm -hmm. i'm still very like the boston tea party was the reason and then it's like "Mm, not exactly Mm -hmm. like it was human slavery you know like it was all about the picking of the crops and the, the keep, keeping that slave race a slave race mm-hmm. and not ever giving any rights 
because they were not humans. They were yeah. animals that were, yeah, it's, it's heartbreaking. And as much as I thought that cast was the must-read book, I think mm. the two together, mm-hmm. right? So this wow. is a nonfiction kind of, it starts back in 1619 and works its way to the present. So like, I still have a lot left to read before tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. And Jill Weber came in quickly. She's one of my book club members. And she's like, what about the Black Panther chapter? And I'm like, I'm not even there yet. Aww. But I feel like even mm-hmm. something that's so close in time, like you, you wouldn't have known. So she was talking about the mm-hmm. Black Panthers and she was a protester during that time. So mm-hmm. you think she would know. She's like, I didn't know all that. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's just, a, you know, it's always an education, whatever book we pick. So we're moving on to a fiction book, hopefully next month. Yes. Yes. By a black author. So we'll, you know, we took two months to read the 1619 Project because mm-hmm. there's a podcast. There's a lot that goes into it. So it'll be a very interesting discussion. Oh, yeah. And um, I will try my hardest to get through that book by tomorrow. It's been a busy summer. So, but every time mm-hmm. I pick it up, it's so heavy, mm-hmm. right? You're just like, you can barely, you really have to question like, wait a minute. They told me this, but it's not true. And there's right. tons, half the book is just like, you know, the notes in the back, mm-hmm. sourcing everything. Wow. Mm-hmm. And uh, so there's a lot of that, like according yep. to this and according to this. And a lot of it is like these cases that you know nothing about, you know, that were, that states put in place to keep slaves slaves. Mm-hmm. Right. Gosh. And like, oh yeah, if you're a white male, you can have sex with as many slaves as you want. And, and they, and have babies, but like they're, they're just slaves, even though they're half white. Mm-hmm. They're they're always going to be slave race because if they have a drop of African American in them and like those were laws just laws, yeah. right? We're so so gross. yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. It's not great. It's it, it's just it's shameful when you read it. And you're mm-hmm. like, oof, what was this country built on? Right? The mm-hmm. truth. The truth mm-hmm. is hard to read. Mm-hmm. So, um, anyways. Back to the lighter topic. Yeah. <laughs> um, book clubs. Uh, Cook Cook Club is coming to an end. Uh, we might squeak in a September meeting. I had a cry for New England soups, which seems like oh, easy yeah. for September. Yeah, that's a good one. And we'll be taking the tent down and packing it away nice and dry. But you can still have soup. You know, we might. Someone <laughs> suggested like outdoors, then it would be it'd be like a fun fall thing to do. And mm-hmm. uh, we could even go to Lamson Farm. I'm not sure, but uh, Cook Book Club has been a uh, fun again yeah. this summer so we'll try and squeeze in one more session but then we got to wrap it up library's too small to have kitchen stuff in here and um I know. it's fun to have it in the summer al fresco could we have a tinier time. sink i don't think there is a tinier sink in the world <laughs> mm. there's definitely not <laughs> the no. sink also, in like, our bathroom the garbage can like if you, you get 12 oh, yeah. people having dinner together so the it's last hard. cookbook club we had a group of women who came from milford awesome great everybody knocked it out of the park you know beautiful platters everything and the food was delicious but i just couldn't really imagine it indoors mm-hmm. again you know so well it's a good seasonal thing for yeah. a while we mm-hmm. are in this exactly. tiny gem mm-hmm. it was seasonal and fun so um we have guests coming in a moment, so I'm going to pause the uh, podcast just for a minute for a break. But I did want to remind everybody, is everybody registered to vote? Melody, have you registered to vote yet? Mm-hmm. This close. Oh, oh, she's this close. Okay, so. Um, what do you need, lady? Yeah, what do we. This <laughs> is to get my mom to drive me over. You know you can do it on the day of voting in New Hampshire. Yeah, right? but, but let's try to get her there before. So you can go to the clerk and register, right? right? They mm-hmm. had an open thing last night for an hour, just an hour, supervisor mm-hmm. of the checklist that you, I think from five to six, you could have gone in and checked. And we went online 
to make sure the kids were registered to vote. Mm-hmm. And I found out oh. my, my daughter Grace is undeclared. I didn't know that. Uh-huh. So we went in and there she is because she's like, phew, I wanted to make sure I was registered because mm-hmm. she moved to Seattle and then she moved back. So, so um, I just have one child that can that can vote. Jackson is still only mm-hmm. six. Save the day. Mm-hmm. September 13th is the New Hampshire primary. So you're going to go in, show your ID after you're registered, or you can do it just on that day. <laughs> and um, it's so easy. Go into the ballot, get your ballot, it's go very in, exciting. close the curtain. It's very exciting. Yes, no exceptions. You have to vote. So if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't been out in a while to vote, mm-hmm. it's time to get in line mm-hmm. and go back out and vote. Record numbers across the country on primaries. Um, mm-hmm. This season, because there's because you know, people are very passionate about everything many things. Is up for grabs, up for grabs. Um, so make sure your voice is heard and vote. And mm-hmm. that's my public service announcement for voting. And New Hampshire could not make it easier. It's so it's simple. It's very easy in our and it, in our state and powerful. So all right, we're gonna pause. And the Mont Vernon Library Charitable Foundation board members, I'm not sure who. <laughs> we'll see who who comes. Um, we'll be here to talk about Battle of the Burbs. Are you curious what it is? I'm curious. I, know, me I think too. I'm winning. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll see you in a minute. Bye. Bye. All right, we are back, and we have two of the Mount Vernon Library Charitable Foundation board members with us. Are you going to guess who it is? <laughs> Let me see. I can't remember who they are. Yes, it's Cindy Raspiller, our chair. Who is also the chair of the library trustees. She wears many, many hats. Mm-hmm. And then maybe one of the most important board members, the treasurer, mm-hmm. Spencer mm-hmm. Lovette. Nobody wants to be the treasurer, <laughs> no, right? No, me. I would not. Especially when you have millions of dollars. <laughs> So um, I'm excited to talk to both of you about the fundraising efforts for the new library. And also you have a fantastic fundraiser going this summer. I call it a fundraiser. Forget the D. Just take that right out of there. It's we're super just, fun category. Yeah, we're trying to raise fun during the summer and it has a really good prize. So while you guys are here, um, we want to kind of capture your thoughts about the new fundraiser called Battle of the Burbs. Tell our listeners all about this fundraiser. So... We've been working on raising money for the library for a long time, and this is probably the most fun idea that we've come up with. Um, when you think about the normal fundraisers, a lot of them are you know, sort of snooty things. This is entirely the opposite. This is supposed to be about fun, about your neighborhood, about competition. Um, you know, we're trying to leverage the competitive spirit of the town and also get to know our neighbors better. You know, with the pandemic, everybody's been in their houses for years. We've had new people move in that we haven't even met yet. So many new people. Mm-hmm. Lots and lots of new people. And, you know, one of the things that we talked about is that Mont Vernon has, you know, the old streets with names like Blood Road, where I live, and Purgatory Road. And, <laughs> they are you know, a little gloomy. They, <laughs> they are a little gloomy. Yeah. Um, but we also have a lot of newer neighborhoods that are cul-de-sacs with, you know, kids and you picture a block party on Blood Road at, you know, maybe, well, we do a block party every year for Halloween, kind of, Makes right? sense, Blood Road so, Halloween. Yeah, Blood Road Halloween is our thing. <laughs> but when you picture a normal block party, you think about those cul-de-sacs with a bouncy... My neighborhood. Dutton Circle. Bouncy house, mm-hmm. face yeah. painting. They love a good you know, party. On those kinds of things. So that's what got us started thinking about the Battle of the Burbs is those cul-de-sacs. Could we leverage the competitive spirits of some of those neighborhoods mm-hmm. um, by holding out a fabulous prize, a block party, really 
choreographed just for them with the party planner to the stars, Bonnie Angelus, um, oh, you know, pulling together some no. of those <laughs> some of those options. I hope you are. Well, we're certainly hoping that we are going to be able to leverage your skill set in you know party planning. Because uh, my pleasure. I think black party sounds like a really fun idea. And then we have a, we have a second prize as well, which is a more of an ice cream social. So we're looking at the neighborhood that raises the most money and the neighborhood that has the highest participation. And all neighborhoods are not created equal. We have Martin Way that only has four houses. Oh, but um, they can be four generous They houses. could be four very generous right. houses and probably easier to get 100% participation mm. when you have four houses than a bigger street. How many are on Dow Road where I you live, I think they're 25. I have wow. 18 on mine. So yeah. that's a lot of houses to get to say yes to the dress, right? Well, and, you know, Joanne um, agreed to do her third of the historic district. Mm -hmm. We have Autumn, who we're both very worried about doing the southern district. It's very competitive. I met with her this weekend, and she's rollerblade girl. And she's (laughs) like, yeah, oh, I'm going to win this. I am definitely, watch out, going to win this. And I'm like, okay, I'm mm-hmm. Well, wait a minute. Has she met Paul Levertu yet? Because I, she, I, Margaret Circle sounds like I they did win warn too. her that there are some people in it. And she's like, ah, I love a good competition. And then, oh, wow. So she's, she's I hope me. she's not too disappointed when Dow Road rolls in. <laughs> well, not to brag, but I have already... Got a couple of chunks in my hands. Let's mm-hmm. see how this is That's working true. already. <laughs> exactly. Right. Very competitive. Together. So that was a strategy to get a captain in a neighborhood to kind of be responsible. Do you want to talk about that, Spencer? What, what's a captain's job? Well, the captain uh, is going to rally the neighborhood together to make sure that they get the good uh, participation. Uh, they have a couple of roles. They, they have been going out or are about to go out to hang door hangers on everybody's knobs, to, doorknobs to make sure that everybody knows about I have a door Battle hanger right in front of me. It has right. all the information you need <clears throat> to make a donation. And QR code, right? Yeah, the key is the QR code on the upper left-hand side on on one side, and if you aim your phone at that, it will take you right to the Battle of the Burbs website page, uh, which will explain more about it and does give you the opportunity to uh, click on a button and donate. But uh, the captains also uh, are armed with fact sheets and and, uh, uh, neighborhood maps so they know which uh, homes and properties are included in their neighborhood. Uh, we had to divvy that up so that we could know what the participation is. You can't say 100% of the people that gave donated. You have to say 100% of all of the houses that are on your neighborhood list donated. Or I adopted a house already. I had a, a, a street that was adjacent to Dutton Circle. Um, volunteer that said, I want to make a donation. Can I be counted in your neighborhood? You have to let well, us know so that we update the map. Yes. Yes. I don't know if that I person, control at all. I said, of course you can. And I thought, did they make the donation already yet? So, oh, as soon as they make the donation, we'll know that, that they're uh, uh, added to yours and, and include that on yeah, the official list. So you can list. kind of steal some people, right? Well, so you can recruit. Steal is the wrong word. I mean, stop the steal. I, I know. Recruit. I, well, I walked in when I was doing my door hangers. Um, just to see Dan and Mike at the general store, and I, and after, you know, talking with them for a little while, I said, "Do you want to be in my neighborhood?" And um, <laughs> they do. So watch out! They want to be in my neighborhood. Uh-huh. They can be good in your neighborhood. For you. I didn't see them on my map. 
They are now. Oh, now they are. We've updated. Oh, we've updated. So that's actually one of the fun things that's happened is that we had a captain's kickoff last week, Mm -hmm. and the people who had already identified themselves as captain and come forward got all kinds of great information, including talking points about the library project, but certainly everything about Battle of the Burbs. And since that time, we've had a lot of adoptions. So we focus very heavily, I said, on the identifiable neighborhood. So Margaret Circle was an example you gave. Well, Margaret Circle called me up and said, hey, what about Beach Hill Road? They're not on your list. And we said, well, okay, who on Beach Hill Road really belongs to you? So they adopted Beach Hill Road from Salisbury Road to Hazen Road. So we went in and updated their map, and they're now part of that burb. And Paula Virtu, who's the captain for <laughs> Margaret Circle, wrote on his door tags, I want you, and <laughs> put them on the, do- the doors on that stretch. That's of- a clever technique. Right, right. And, you know, Spring Hill Road adopted Old Amherst Road between the ends of Spring Hill Road because they were also, you know, sort of out there as an older neighborhood that hadn't been um, necessarily identified on our original map. So there's been a lot of adoptions going on, and, you know, I, I, it's a great idea. I think it helps expand the scope of the project and expands the scope of the neighborhood. Be a better party. Mm-hmm. You know, you mentioned uh, in your introduction that it also helps neighbors to get to know one another because Absolutely. they've been all locked out. Well, we have a new house that's just under construction on our what? road. I didn't know your and street still had space. Yep. Wow. Um, we have a new house that's under construction. And that person who is sitting out there building their own house was the first one to donate in our neighborhood. Yay, she saw win. this on, on Chatter, she saw the Battle of the Burbs on Chatter and said, I want to get to know my neighbors and Aww. what a better way than to stick your name in there and say, and I donated first. Mm-hmm. She's she's going to be a, a great That's person a to have. Strategy. Yeah, she's going to be a great person to have. I was thinking have. alcohol would be a good strategy. <laughs> yeah. Have people over well, for a cocktail party, mm-hmm. right? Just in case, mm-hmm. or maybe I should say as a warm-up party, mm-hmm. we're going to have a, a neighborhood barbecue or block party as part of this battle of the burbs so that we can win and have the second block party later in September. A low-key party planned by yourselves to win the fabulous fabulous party party. planned by Bob. But but, but you can imagine if we get some some good participation in our party and and everybody's going to uh, hear the appeal. So my question, I I had a question when I was listening to you, Cindy. Is it correct that the first prize is the most money and the second prize is the most participation correct, is that correct? yes that is correct okay. that is correct nice. are you trying and to win both you know it was hard for me to give up part of the downtown because i kind of feel like they're mine but yeah. well it's going to be hard if you have a neighborhood with a, a, a lot of kids um because all you need to do is turn those kids loose on their neighbors and say, hey, if you want an ice cream uh, party, just make sure all your neighbors participate. Right. $5 counts, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. $5 counts. So we we did look at having the entire historic district as one neighborhood. It's It's more houses than you think. Very big. It's 99. Um, We know. 99. We know, because at Halloween, that candy has to be distributed to those historic homes. Yeah. And Mm. you, like, when you drive through, you're like, oh, about eight houses. But when you Mm. walk it, it takes a lot of time to walk Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and some people forget that the historic district includes all the way up Grand Hill. You know, it's not just Main Street. So we divvied it up into three neighborhoods, but Joanne and I have a strategy. If, if Autumn meets our lunch, we're going to claim it's really just one big neighborhood. Let's all go together. Black party on the green. Everybody's exactly. 
Exactly. Um, so off Battle of the Burbs, how is fundraising going? I know that there's been some excitement about pushing the thermometer up out in front of the library because we launched the capital campaign kind of publicly in May. Yeah. Lots has been happening. And then we had a couple gentlemen in here yesterday oh, grab yeah. and like, what are you going to push the thermometer up? And I'm like, we're doing it. We're doing it. Well, as a matter of fact, we have a plan to do that this Friday. Okay. So it's and, an exciting um, announcement. We'll be, we'll be adding uh, oh, about two inches to the uh, stripe out there. <laughs> Which, Good. Would you guess how much that represents? Would um, you dare guess? Shall I guess that? You could guess. It's, it's yeah. I I think that's probably about a hundred eighty-three thousand. Just roughly. That's a, that's a lot of thermometers. Since May. So I did tell the selectmen last night that we were moving it up, and I was guessing because the NEH grant, the National Endowment for the Humanities grant, matches all donations, and I can never know which ones were matched. So right. I kind of had in my head how much had been donated, but that 25% grant that really gets you over there. It really does. Yeah, it helps a lot. I didn't realize it we, was that much. We've Will that already... count for Battle of the Burbs? What do, do we you know? Mean? So if someone makes a donation for Battle of the Burbs... It won't oh. be included this Friday. No, but like... But no. anything on Battle well, of the Burbs will be included on the NEH grant oh, yeah. so because everything. you see right there on the door hanger, it shows the National Endowment for the Humanities logo. Right, so someone, and we've said that any donations in this lower bullet here... Mm -hmm. uh, matched at 25% by the NEH grant. So that's exciting. someone who donates 100 bucks, that's $125. Right. right. So it's really impressive. So some of the things that have happened as part of the, the money that Spencer raised is, or mentioned is that the Calvetti Foundation, who has been very generous in mm -hmm. supporting they programs are. at the library for many years, uh, recently gave us a grant for $10,000. That's included in that. Many people will remember all the hoopla around New Hampshire Gives, which was in June. And, you know, in past years, I think our goal was five or $10,000. This year, we set an aggressive goal at $25,000, and we were amazed at the response. We had 94 um, unique donors who participated in that 24-hour period. We raised, I think, over $30,000 yes, by over the time you, you count the matches. Mm -hmm. Sophia Dayland... Um, came right out of her grave to, to, to <laughs> donate $2,500 as the final donation to put us over the, the $2,500 um, that day. But like we were completely amazed as we started watching at the beginning of New Hampshire Gives. We raised $11,000 in the first 50 minutes of it. Incredible. That's more than we had wow. raised in prior years in the whole 24-hour period. So really, um, just it's fun to see the momentum for the project really gaining. Mm -hmm. And those 94 you know, individual donors, some of those, I, I don't remember how many of them were people who had not donated to the project before. Oh, there were quite a number of new donors. But we had quite donors. a few new donors. And a, a lot of them were donors that are you know, here in town, users and lovers of this library, who are looking forward to the amazing things that we'll be able to do with the new library. Don't you guys like thinking about that? I do. All I like, the time. I, I like, think about it a lot. I like mm -hmm. thinking about doing two things at once. Because the, mm -hmm. the one thing about this building, which is like so amazing and, you know, it's a, a beautiful space, but like, God forbid anybody come in here during story time because everyone <laughs> in town knows that, yeah. you know, during story time, that is the only thing that can happen here. Or and during a podcast. 
Well, right, the door the can podcast. open any second, and um, that's why we have Melody here, because she's going to serve them quietly from the desk, but yeah, you would love to be doing this in a, in, in a room. In a little conference room. Where you could isolate it and right. be having, you know, a meet and greet off right. in the community room with the seniors. Right. Well, and that, that's kind of the vision for the new library. Absolutely. A space for everything. and All those book groups. You could have two, bookers, two book groups at once. Yeah, we've been having some tutoring going on. Mm-hmm. My son yes. has been um, tutoring here. Because it's been so, so hot right. to be outside, and it's not really appropriate for him to be tutoring with triplets, girls, or something, you know. Um, and and yeah, that there's just no space. I think that small meet, no the, the small meeting room, which is like oh, calling it a small meeting room, is almost overstating it because it's such a small meeting room in the new library design, but it's really the perfect place for tutoring mm-hmm. or a one-on-one a meeting, somebody doing a Zoom, somebody doing a job interview over Zoom. Right. You know, the perfect place for that kind of thing. Okay, so let's talk about that for a little bit. Now that you're getting us in the, the room zone, um, part of launching the Capitol campaign publicly was letting people know that there's naming rights associated with different parts of the building. And we saw other libraries do this really successfully. So like if you want your name on the children's room, you know, or dedicating something in memory of somebody, those are available now. Absolutely. And it's not a secret anymore. Nope. Um, you can just check those out. And pretty soon the foundation is posting even a longer list. Right. Like there was the top list, the community room, the children's room. These were big ticket areas. But for twenty five, fifty thousand, is there anything that I could put my name on? Absolutely. Ooh. So um, we just met today and reviewed the kind of updated list that includes some of those dollar amounts. The original brochure that we reviewed with some major donors in the last year or so included, as you mentioned, the really high ticket items, things that are gone too late. The name of the building still belongs to Sophia Dayland. Um, People forget that that the Dayland Trust built this building that we're sitting in, but they've also pledged $855,000 to the new project and they've contributed over and over and over again to the Capital Reserve Fund. So when you total up their contributions, they have well over a million dollars in the new library, and that keeps Sophia's name on the door well, for another hundred years. She pays all those maintenance bills. She does. Right? She pays for all the maintenance, not just in this building, but she will pay it for the new building, even though it's significantly that. larger. Well, that means that there's no additional load on the tax base, right? Absolutely. Right. That Those costs still go to the, the Dalen Trust, and they are very, very fiscally responsible people. Mm-hmm. They are making sure that there's enough money left in the trust that those expenses are um, perfectly safe. And then, of course, everyone, I think, does everyone know? I think everyone knows that um, Sherry Conyers in her will in 2019 mm-hmm. yes. uh, bequeathed the project a million dollars to name the main reading room in honor of her husband, David Lawrence Moore. I love that it, she didn't do it in her name. Yeah. That she yeah. did it in her husband's yeah. name. Right? right. Like you won't really see her right. name splashed right. all over, but it was her decision. And like honestly, like David Lawrence Moore. Like, what a perfect name for a reading room. Doesn't it sound like a main reading room kind of name? Absolutely. So, and then the Friends of the Library have long had their name on the circulation desk in that area. So they have... Um, Which is it, great, too, because that's the first thing you see when you come in the door, and the friends are so critical to the success of the library. And it's really sure. the people who are currently in town, you know, supporting the library outside of taxes. So, like, what a great place to, to note them, right there at the circulation. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And we have 
lots of other ideas for some of the larger and smaller spaces. We had a lively discussion today about whether someone would be interested in naming the recycling um, room. You know, have Carolyn Morissette, she is passionate about recycling. It really could be someone, you know, it's, yes. a, it's a green opportunity in the new library to name that space. Mm-hmm. So lots of opportunities and we're definitely going to be sharing some of those ideas as we move through the fall with some of the other ones. The other thing that we have that's long been available is that we have donor levels. So if you are, I don't have them memorized, I have to admit, but if you want to be a rare edition, $25,000 gets you part of that rare edition plaque. Mm-hmm. And you know how important that can be because your name's on the wall at the Peterborough Library, I know I say right? it all the time. $100 it got me exciting. on the wall. I was right. there when you read it. And um, it was it brought a tear to my eye. inspirational to yeah. see how exciting mm-hmm. it was. Right, because it's there forever. So um, exactly. if you're a rare edition for 25, of course you're mm-hmm. at the top of that note right. list. And then I think we did bookmark. Yeah, yeah. There's, Is it two fifty? There's, there's a. Did you do a bestseller? Bestsellers yes. in there somewhere. Yeah, it's all fun. All, book the, all those options. First edition. And of course, <laughs> remember that we have our leaf donors too. So somewhere in the right. new library, yes. there's going to be some sort of art artistic rendering that will include all of the leaf donors who were so important to the project because when we first formed the foundation people kept telling us you need a fundraiser you need a brochure you need all these things and we're like we need some money mm-hmm. and uh so the leaf donors were really helpful because without them we couldn't have really gotten the foundation off the ground it's the whole chicken egg thing you mm-hmm. need money to raise money and mm-hmm. the the foundation um, really couldn't have gotten off the ground without those leaf donors. We so call them the very bel- happy believers. The believers, <laughs> yes. early I'd, believers. I'd like to circle back though, because uh, on our discussion, we've we've talked a lot about uh, some of the major donors and 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 some of the early donors, the the uh, leaf donors. The Battle of the Burbs is an opportunity for all those folks in Mount Vernon who haven't been donors yet to start getting involved and to make a, 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 a donation to help us build this library. Everybody in this town is going to benefit by it. In fact, even if you don't come to the library, you're going to benefit by it. It will increase the, the value of the town, property values, no doubt. Um, and it really sets the tone when a town has a good library. It sets the tone for the intellect and the values and the caring of the town. So I think the Battle of the Burbs, because it's a broad-based appeal across all of the neighborhoods in the town, is an opportunity for us to uh, get more people engaged. Yeah, we're getting close to town meeting. Um, right. You know, March is right around the corner, and if you're not from New Hampshire, um, one time a year we all come together as uh, so neighbors. Fun. It's so much fun. Uh, but we vote, we vote on it's really, really important things like the new library, and it's just one day, and you have to be registered to vote. Get in there and put your hand up, say yes or no. And I'm hoping that Battle of the Burbs puts a lot more yeses in that room because they see the effort that's put into it and the thermometer's going to rise and it's going to be a smaller ask because of these generous donations. So, mm-hmm. yeah, March is coming. Yep. It's we'll, time for everybody to have a chance to participate. Sure. One absolutely. of the things that we see is that we've done a number of information sessions. We do lots of library programming. And a lot of these things we get our library lovers. So... We post an information session about the new library at the NPR, and we get there and we say hello to everyone that we know on a first-name basis because our library people are all there. Mm -hmm. And then we hear that there are people who don't have all the details about the project, don't maybe even know about the project. So one of the things behind Battle of the Burbs really is to get out there and get into 
people's homes and living rooms and, and start talking to some of the people who we don't necessarily always see, who don't necessarily know that much about the project. So everyone in town got a, po a postcard in their mailbox to announce the Battle of the Burbs. We're working hard on getting our captains to distribute door tags, so that's another way that people have heard about the Battle of the Burbs. It's all over social media, which means that the people who are all over social media are very aware, but that's not everybody in town. So we're really trying to you know, come at this from a lot of different directions. And to Spencer's point, when we start talking about naming rights, you're talking about a small number of large contributions. The Battle of the Burbs is almost the opposite. It's yes. about a large number of smaller contributions. Mm -hmm. And you know, captains are doing things to create that incentive for people in their burb to give. Uh, we have a couple of captains who've talked about matching the gifts from their their burb. So, you know, there may be some creative strategies that come out mm. to make those gifts a little more significant as well. Yeah. Um, I like that you have till September 5th because people are slightly distracted right now catching in the last of their summer and I saw people shopping at Staples for back to school. So they're, they're gonna get in that groove of like, oh, it's time to go back. And um, so hopefully some of those vacationers returning open up their mail. Yeah, the postcard and the staff yeah. stuff that came right. on their door. They're like, "What the heck is this?" <laughs> did Did you folks know that there is a, a special web page for the Battle of the Burbs? Um, if you go to the QR code on the door tag, mm -hmm. it will take you right to it. Mm -hmm. But if you don't have that QR code, you can go to mvlcf.org. And that will bring you to the Library Foundation website. And I'll put the link in the show notes so that anyone okay. listening could go. And you, if you're from out of town, you can still donate. <laughs> That's right. true. You can meet my neighborhood. <laughs> so right at the top of the page, right at the top of the page, it says Battle of the Burbs, and that will bring you to this event's website. And if you have questions, you can send an email to Battle of the Burbs, B-O-T-B at mvlcf.org. And we'll get that and respond. Excellent. That's another place where you can, if you want to sign up as a captain or ask more about being a captain, send an email to that address. We could use a couple more captains. They, we could. They just don't yep. know it yet. So. We could. I think they're getting home from vacation tomorrow. They sure are. They You'd be, be surprised. Yeah. The distraction level right now is pretty high, but yeah. then by next week, mm -hmm. they're locked Come in. Come on, Jess. Come on, Mary. Don't let Autumn beat you. <laughs> yeah, we're in Westgate, <laughs> the newest <laughs> library. So. Well, I thank you for your time coming in. Best of luck with Battle of the Burbs and all the fundraising that you're doing, and high hopes for um, town meeting. And it is, we always say this, the pace of the project is based on the success of the fundraising. And if it comes in $25 at a time, so be it. And if you have 25 Thousand, we like that too. <laughs> Put your name on something, everybody. So, all right, we've got Maddie here. She is our final interview today, and oh, we're so sad. We got to say goodbye to her. She's got to go to that stupid college. Oh my <laughs> god! All right, we're gonna pause and talk to Maddie next. Hang on. All right, we've had two sets of guests today. Mm -hmm. The foundation board members just walked out. We're and very busy. We're very busy here, yes. And um, we have with us our teen library assistant. The library has a tradition of hiring a teen, and we always get them for a short period of time because they have to be 16 to work here. But then next thing you know, they're going off to college mm -hmm. or their next adventure, and they dump us. I know. And, um, hmm. But in our education. Exactly. <laughs> So I'm with Maddie McPhee here. Thanks for coming. She yeah. had to because it's her job. <laughs> <laughs> but 
it's your last Wednesday, so we have piles of work for you to do today. Surprise! Oh, right. yeah. Whenever the team comes in, we always say, "Oh, we have the funnest thing for you to do," and that's a, that's a warning, right? Like it's not going to be fun at all. <laughs> Sometimes <tonight>. it's fun. <laughs> that you get deleted. So. It's fun for me. <laughs> anyway, so um, would you like to tell the audience where you're going? Where are you um, off to? So next or. In 10 days, I leave. I'm going Is to... Is that all? She's got a count. Yeah, I know. I'm going to Worcester Polytechnic Institute in Worcester, Massachusetts. That's pretty close. Yeah, it's we just like an hour. for lunch. Oh, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> You'll recognize us. We'll have witch hats. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> yeah, we get to be like, hey, you want to eat for lunch? <laughs> bring some books for me to cover. <laughs> you not work there. <laughs> How did you pick that school? Because um, well, I know you had... Colorado on your yeah. list and some exciting places. Yeah, I know I really wanted to go to an engineering school and Smarty Pants. <laughs> once it came down to it, I did want to be closer to home mm-hmm. and WPI just had kind of everything that I was looking for in a school and I really fell in love with the campus. Oh, yeah. What about the campus? What's what have you seen the dorms? Did they show you the real dorms? Um <laughs> the, dorm. the pretty dorms. <laughs> yeah. Um the pictures online are pretty small of the dorms, but um, I, the campus is just really pretty. It's kind of like old buildings, but there is like that tech school aspect. So I think it's really cool. And did you have your roommates picked out or roommate or? Yeah, I ended up in a single, which I'm. What? I, I know. How I'm pretty happy happen? about it. Oh, that's and, the absolute wow. awesome yes. story. <laughs> you got a triple out of it. Oh no! <laughs> so it's a single. Oh my gosh, that's like an apartment. Okay. That's exciting. A closet sized department. Okay, yeah. 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 My yeah. daughter had a single the you first year. You have to leave your door open. Yeah. Or like, everyone will think that you requested a single and that you're a loner and that, like, that girl got a single. So, like, leave your door open. You're like, I'm single, but you can come in here. <laughs> have you bought anything for your room yet? Oh, I have everything. I'm like, like, what? What's everything um, now? Okay. I got a micro like, fridge. <laughs> I got a pink robe. Oh, my God. And I got a neon sign with my name. So you've got a microwave fridge. Yes. Good. I have all my bedding. I have rugs. All my like kitchen food stuff. How many cars do you need to get it down there? Um, do well, hopefully big... just one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we have a big one. Mm-hmm. It'll pack everything in. I have some like fun posters and stuff. I'm gonna print out pictures of my friends. Bring pictures. Oh, good idea. Yeah. It's lonely at first. Yeah. Right. So for a little been, bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. for a little bit. You want to just look at people and be like, okay, I was somebody before I came here. Yeah. <laughs> and so you go in 10 days, and then how mm-hmm. long before classes start? Um, they start four days after that, because we have, like, the student ori- new student orientation before. Mm-hmm. I would participate in that. Don't yeah. you agree? Oh, it's important. Yeah. yeah. And because yeah. you went to, to Sunday again, you're excellent at, at joining. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or you might start an um, environmental club or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was big for you. Mm-hmm. Will you look into clubs? Yeah, definitely. There? I'm no. not sure which ones yet, though. What about sports? Um, I'm not doing any sports, but maybe... I bet there's a girls' running club or something. Yeah, maybe, like, um, just a recreational team. Tennis? Yeah, maybe. Right. I'm going to bring my racket. Mm-hmm. For sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, we have five questions for you that, okay. are, that we do the little bell. Yeah. All are right. You ready? All right. All right. I'm ready. The first thing I want to know is, what was your least favorite job here at the library? My least favorite job was when me and Melody had to um, whole punch out snowflakes to decorate the tree. Uh-huh. What? <laughs> I had like blisters what? on my hands the from hole punching. So, I mean, so many snowflakes. Yeah. Yeah. Just. Like, 
thousand of them. Just a few. <laughs> we spent so long That's doing that. Yeah, it did look really it's pretty, so it was, it was worth it. You go home and tell your mother. Her mother works at the Amherst Light. You're like, oh my god, you made us put that in thousands. <laughs> out of book pages. They ruined books. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. Oh, it's all right. All right. Well, follow right. it up with the next question. All right. What was your favorite job to do at the library? Something I asked. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. She told me to I'm read Harry Potter front and back. I did. I, I did read all the Harry Potter books because of you, Joanne. You're welcome. Yeah, oh, I know. Good. I love them. Um, I I enjoyed like all the craft preparation. Did you? Yeah, it was pretty fun. Just kind of like mindless. Did you like um, the umbrella people? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Like those. <laughs> making little. People, that was cute. All right, so it wasn't terrible. All right, no, so the crafts were good and bad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. She's fine with the glitter at her face forever. Oh yeah. Yeah. How do you feel about glitter? Um, I like glitter. Okay, good. It's always it's a an interview clean. question. It's a trick interview question. How do you feel about glitter glue? And then if they say hate it, it's like okay, moving on. I mean, you love books. I guess we'll consider you. But glitter and glue is very important. All right, this one might be, I don't know, because I know this is hard for me in the summer. What was the last book you've read? Oh, the last book I read. I know. Ooh. Have you read any? Yeah, I've been reading a lot. Um, I can't think of any that I read. I know one I just recently read, it might not be the last one. It was called The Love Hypothesis. Uh-huh. I've been really into, like, romance books this summer, like the uh-huh. book talk, like TikTok books. Uh-huh. And, yeah. 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 It sure will. And I really like this one because it was, um, what was it called? the love hypothesis okay. and it was um a girl who's a peach a biology phd candidate so they were like in a science lab so that was pretty interesting oh. to me since i'm going into science mm-hmm. so i really like that book oh very good one good mm-hmm. very good all right do we have another question uh do you have a question speed question <laughs> um I can't remember what I said. You wrote it down, but yeah, I don't remember. I know, we always write five questions. I just drew a blank. Like, we'll remember, we'll remember. Okay, what are you most afraid of at college? Ooh. I'm a little afraid of my um, class load, course load. Oh, right. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. um, at WPI, it's like instead of semesters, it's four terms so you have seven Ooh. weeks for your class wow. that's it uh-huh. yeah so Ooh, wow. like I'm doing calc one in seven weeks and then calc two <gasps> in seven weeks and that's like my first semester for math mm-hmm. oh my yeah and I'm doing like uh-huh. yeah I'm doing like um intro to biotechnology and biodiversity wow. so I, I think I'm excited for the classes but I'm you're your own boss at college no one's waking yeah. up or right. telling you to are go they going to be small mm-hmm. classes or big um I think they're pretty small. It's mm-hmm. like you have a class every day, but it's only for like 50 minutes. Okay. So. And then straight to the library. Yep. And find <laughs> your yeah. spot. Exactly. And, um, everyone good goes to the library, mm-hmm. right? Where else you get to hang out? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Go to the library. Do you have a food court, like a Chick-fil-A and all that? Those oh. are the bougie campuses. Oh. <laughs> if there's a Chick-fil-A at your campus. I don't know if there's Chick-fil-A, but I know there is some good food places. She wouldn't go to Chick-fil-A. She, I never know if it's the only place on campus. Mm. I'm sure it's not. I'm sure it's not. No. Yeah. So. All right, you had a good question. I remember. Oh, yes. I, um, do you have any 8 a.m. morning classes or early morning classes? No, thankfully. I have Smart 9 a.m. is my earliest. Nine? You can yeah, do that. So that's, yeah, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what time are you finished each day? Um, I have um, Calgary at the end of the day at four. So like I'll finish before five every day. So that's pretty good. Yeah. But my classes are really spread out. So and do you have to... classes every single day? Yeah. Okay. All right. Wow. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
go Will you get to, to go home at Thanksgiving? Will that be the first time you come home? Um, no, I come home. It's a seven-week term, so I'll be back, I think, oh, like, end of October. Yeah, like, Halloween. Oh, goody. Mm-hmm. That's you good. Have to sneak in and be a witch. You Ooh. could. <laughs> you could. And I'd let you, you in. You could be our honorary witch. <laughs> our little witch. So, Maddie lives right on the Amherst Mont Vernon line. Mm-hmm. Right. So, we can adopt her as a Mont Vernon person forever. Yeah. But the one thing we do do is kind of follow what happens to you because a lot of our teens have come back as adults to share mm-hmm. their experiences mm-hmm. so please come back and visit oh, yeah, us and just even if you just drop in at christmas for 15 minutes we want to see you we want to see you and hear how it's all going and of course recommendation letters we'll write up and oh, you're gonna okay. get a job we'll write glowing things about how good a crafter you are oh, so, yes. yeah. so congratulations thank you thank you for working here we were very reliable and prompt and perfect and we're going to miss you, Aww. but good luck at WPI, and you'll be outstanding. And someday she'll be a female engineer. I know. Changing oh, yes. the world. And we could say it all started here. It was all started with glitter and glue and that punching of those snow <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Maybe she'll make a thimble that makes it easier. It's a grand invention. Well, we'll be but. cheering for you. So yeah. good luck. Thank you. Good Congratulations. Luck. Thank good you luck. so much. All right, everybody. That's the end of this long podcast, but we had a lot to talk about. We did. We did. And we will be back. Um, we're getting ready to set up that fall calendar so be looking online for programming and um september's right around the corner back to school i love september it's like a refresh like a new year so thanks everybody and thanks for tuning in to the tiny town library podcast Bye. bye